Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think the timeline, yeah, it has to be in 2024. I mean, in a perfect world, uh, I would like to, to have clarity in this legislative session that's coming up. Uh, time is money. And, um, you know, it takes probably three years once you put a shovel in the ground. And so, you know, this is one of those ones, I think 24, um, you know, should be the focal point. You know, this is the year. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. That is the voice of Kevin Warren. He, of course, the president of the Chicago Bears. He's talking about a new building for the Bears. Yes. And there is uh, the proposed site in Arlington Heights where they've already bought the land. They've already brought down the racetrack, the remnants of uh, of what was there. And The deconstruction uh, has begun. The deconstruction yes. is done. Done. They're ready to get going on building a building. The, pr- the, the problem is that the – they they spent 198 million dollars for the property. It's theirs. It had been taxed at like 43 million when the racetrack was there, and then they raised the taxes significantly, which has scared the bears. They don't like the idea that they're going into a, a larger tax bracket than they had been told. And this is really they need to cut a deal with the Arlington Heights school system, who are apparently unwilling to cut a deal with them. Well, what happened then was that Kevin Warren shifted the focus, according to Crane's Chicago business, mm-hmm. last month to the South Lot, and that became their focus, according to the story. We viewed it, I think we both kind of viewed it as a leverage play. Sure. And I don't know if that's cynical or not, or how realistic it would be. We also have framed it as there's a virtual race uh, to this, to Springfield between Jerry Reinsdorf and Kevin Warren. Because there, they, there's a pile of money. It, the Indiana, the, the Illinois the Sports, Sports Authority, Faci- yes. right? ISFA. And they have something like $340, $2040 million sitting there. That's the mechanism you use when you go for the, this kind of financing, the bond and it, issuing. And it expires at the end of this December year. December 31st. So that money then would go back into the coffers. And so that's why there's this virtual race. So I think it's interesting in that context because – whether or not the South Lot is, is leverage or not, I think that it's a dangerous game to play if if there was no resolution at Arlington Heights, land that you own, paid $198 million for, and now you're going to go and shift your focus to the South Lot where you might not be able to get that done. You better be sure you're going to get that done if you're going to walk away from Arlington Heights. So there was a little break yesterday, Molly. The Tribune reports this morning 
that the Bears got a preliminary split decision on the property tax appeal for the former Arlington International Racecourse when the Cook County Board of Review proposed cutting the property's valuation but keeping its tax rate unchanged. Now, it is complicated for people, but the bottom line is the tax appeal board valued the racecourse property at $138 million, down from $192 million market valuation by the Cook County Assessor. That gives the Bears a little bit of wiggle room here. It's a better deal. It's a better situation than they were facing previously. They can still appeal this. They can still take this to court. Now, would they want to drag this out? Would they want to get it going? That's not for us to decide. But it is some opening, perhaps, maybe a softening, if you will. I would curious to see what Mark Gannis, when we talk to him at 725, thinks about this latest development. But it is maybe some movement that if they want to justify, it's not what they want, but it does seem like it's the beginning of a potential compromise. So that would be good news. Because I think you agree with me, they're more likely to get what they want at Arlington Heights. Because let's go back to what was Ted Phillips always good at? You said it a, a hundred times. We've agreed that he made the McCaskies money. Yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't listen, he? Wasn't he good at that, David? Just, just. I mean, here's what you do: you sit down and you look at how how conflicted the Bears' relationship with the city was when when it was Mayor Daly. And Michael McCaskey. Mm-hmm. And they literally went nowhere for years. And then Ted suddenly gets involved and they got that building up. It felt like that building went up overnight. It really did. I mean, they all of a sudden they got the new soldier field done like immediately. And then right at the end of it, they were like they were talking about naming rights and they pointed out, well, it was named Soldier Field and they were like, Okay, forget the naming right. They just wanted to get that building going. The building goes up. They get they get the rebuild of the building. They get all the they wanted out of it. And now they're bringing in money, like massively bringing in money. And now they've grown out of that building. But that was largely because why? Ted Phillips struck a deal, right? That was his he, strength. He, he made a deal. He did that for they the They got the a deal with the city and it, they got it done. It almost earned him a job for life. Sure. So Kevin Warren comes in, and let's go back to the initial announcement of when this project began, and it predated Kevin Warren. Yes. Why did the Bears want to eye Arlington Heights? Why did the Bears? Why do the Bears want out of Soldier Field? In the NFL, there's one way to guarantee you're going to make money hand over fist. You're going to own your own stadium. That's it. Okay. The value of the franchise went up when the Bears bought the property. They didn't even have to put the building up because they had a place now to build their stadium. That's not likely to happen in Chicago. Kevin Warren was hired to build a stadium. He had done it in Minnesota. The The appeal that he held to the Bears, you know, great, great guys, very well organized, can do a lot of different things. They did not bring him in to run the football team. They brought him in to build a stadium. That is the truth. He of knows the that, right? Of course. Okay. Everyone knows it. No, he does. And, does he? And, well, now now they're at loggerheads over this tax issue, yeah. which again they need to they need to resolve that and they need to move forward on it because they they're going to end up in Arlington Heights. You know why? Because it's them and they own it and it's their own building. We all agree how beautiful it is in downtown Chicago. We all agree 
that it would be awesome if they could have a building but, there, if they could put a lid on top of Soldier Field, which is But the totally aesthetic value of having a downtown lakefront football stadium does not outweigh the financial gain exactly. or potential for the Bears playing in Arlington Heights. So get the shovels going, and, start digging. And I think that this little break on Tuesday – could be the the opening if they want to view it that way. It all depends on how willing they are to strike a deal or to maybe accept a compromise position and maybe pay a little bit more up front than they anticipated, but the long-term gain could be in their best interest. Now, that is bad news for people that were envisioning maybe life on the lakefront continuing for the Bears. I just don't think it's consistent with what their original goal was building a stadium that they own because that is the way that you profit as an NFL owner. I, here's what I'm trying to put into perspective in my own mind. As I, as I watch two of our sports entities trying to figure out stadia issues, um, I, I think that the Bears are eventually going to have to sell their franchise. I think that this generation of McCaskey ownership is probably as long as they will be able to go because there are so many heirs and there are so many people beyond this generation that they'll have a very difficult time keeping ownership within the family. It's just a very difficult thing to do as the family extends into another generation and then beyond that. And I, I so I think that that is, is a reality. Now, could they try to sell like a large percentage of, you know, maybe more than half of the uh, – of the franchise a la the the New York Giants, something like that, where you got a a primary owner, but you still could keep part of the team and still have the legacy of the of the football. The McCaskies would still be linked to it. There would still yes. be representation and George yes. Hallis would still have a connection to the yes. Chicago Bears, but somebody else would be the majority owner. Right. So that 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 seems to be the most realistic that, possibility. But that fascinates me, that idea, and yeah. I think that's probably a way to get it done. Meanwhile, you've got Jerry Reinsdorf turning 88 on Sunday, and he has he has the baseball franchise, mm-hmm. and he's now looking for the new stadium. He knows they're running out of time on the south side. There's six years left on that deal, and they have to start thinking about where they're going next. And he went down and met with the mayor of Nashville, which was all just dog and pony show in my opinion. But Jerry is probably going to sell this team. Um, I, I don't know when. I don't know to whom. I don't know all the details of it. But I feel like we're looking at both these franchises and we're talking about different ownership. Let me ask what, you this. What I like about the 78 okay. is it would give them a base in Chicago that would lock them in for like 30 years. And whoever buys it would presumably keep them there and not just move them to whether it's Montreal, I don't know where they're expanding to. Nashville, give me a break. No, they're not going anywhere. So I really don't believe the I hope White they Sox. Stay here. I think those are empty but, threats, and I think it's more optics than anything. And we saw the phony meeting with the Nashville mayor. That was not anything that I put a lot of stock in. I'm not sure it accomplished much. But but I I guess what I'm saying is, but we're we're in a race to get these buildings done, to get that money before the end of the year, and who's going to get it, and how are you going to build this thing. And I, I feel like the Bears are playing a game 
with the lakefront. I don't feel like that's a legitimate I, I don't either. landing spot. But it sounds for like them. you're saying also that there could be not a race, but they are. We're, we're watching them simultaneously get their franchises ready to sell. Yeah, I, am think, I wrong by thinking I, I, I don't, that? I don't think you're wrong. I think that's a distinct that. possibility. I, I think the White Sox, to me, resemble an organization that might be getting spruced up and ready to sell before the Bears. I, I don't know if the Bears, only maybe because the rhetoric has been so dead set against it. George McCaskey, you know, till they, they're going to own the team until the end of time. These yeah, kinds I, of I, declarations may not be, may be empty promises, but I also think that the, the, the Bears have more to gain as an organization, as a franchise, as a family business by going to Arlington Heights than the White Sox do from going to the 78 to the South Loop just from a financial perspective in my view. So I think that probably makes it more likely to me the Bears want to – the McCaskies hold on to that, benefit from that, profit from that, whereas I think Jerry's getting this ready maybe for somebody else, but he's getting it ready to sell. But, uh, you know, again, many years ago, I was told that there was a mechanism in place that would keep the franchise with the family should uh, Mrs. McCaskey go. And that that was already arranged and that had been done for many years. I'm talking 20, 30 years that has been arranged. But they all understand that beyond the next generation. So I'm not saying it's imminent. I'm not saying that this is going to happen next it's Friday. It's informed speculation. I, I'm just saying yeah, it's informed eventually, speculation. in Definitely. my opinion, they will have to sell the majority of the franchise to somebody else. But the, the value of the Bears goes up with every, every time they put something down, every time they, put, they start the build, it's going to be more valuable by the end of the build than it would be at the beginning of it. And oh, by the way, it's already right now, according to Forbes, worth $6 billion. That's insane. It's an insane insane. amount of money. And you're talking like eight to 10 billion. Who knows? And that's why when we talk about the cynicism that we have seeing Jerry Reinsdorf show up in a leather jacket, asking for a billion dollars in subsidies on Tuesday in Springfield, that same sort of reaction is going to be, I think evident if, George McCaskey and Kevin Warren show up in Springfield later this spring or later this winter asking for their own public help for a $6 billion enterprise to build its own $4 billion stadium. You know that's coming. You know that you're already seeing it happen. They want the public's assistance. They want the public's cooperation. And yeah, Arlington Heights is going to benefit significantly, depending on who you talk to, if the Bears build a stadium there. But I just don't know if this is the current climate where either the White Sox or the Bears or any professional enterprise can go to a government entity and say, you know what, we need your help. It's going to fall on deaf ears. It's just not realistic these days to ask for public help for a private or sports organization. It's not a highway. It's not about health and safety. It's, a, it's entertainment. And, and you know what? I mean, like you could make a strong argument uh, the economic impact, like if you did, I mean, I'm, be, I'm just, I know they're doing this, but it is a strong argument. If we build a building in the 78, you got a neighborhood there that doesn't exist that we're going to create. We're going to, there's going to be an influx with jobs, uh, with revenue, with new commercial establishments. We're going to help anchor a new neighborhood that will be up and running in an area that could use it in an area that is unused at this point and you could really you could benefit quite a bit from it i i do think that there's a legitimate argument 
to make about that and that and that it would be a great boon. Now, here's the problem. What about the neighborhood you leave in? What happens there? What are you going to do with it? I think for everything we're talking about, like rich people will get richer, but, you know, the neighborhood there. There's could, a chain reaction. It could co- yeah. conceivably The domino collapse. effect, however you want to refer to it. Sure. Bridgeport would be in a situation where there would be a vacant and emptiness, a void that would, I mean, be filled by – Green space and a soccer team. I don't know if that would do it. I know I don't that think that would do it. I know that Related Midwest has this plan, and they included Bridgeport as part of the proposal. And they have renderings themselves of what Bridgeport would look like post White Sox. I don't think anybody uh-huh. in that neighborhood wants to consider life after the White Sox leave. And yet, yet if they can get this deal structured in a way that it doesn't, you know, cost Jerry Reinsdorf or his investors too much, that's more likely to me than the Bears ending up in the South lot. Yeah, I I think Jerry and his investors ought to build their own stadium. They've got money. They could leverage it. Whatever they have to do, build your own stadium and get that money on the back end. I don't understand why, and I know why. It's part of their profit. They don't want to take a step back. They don't want to put their own money at risk, and they want the government to give them something. The problem is the government gave them guaranteed rate field, right? That was built for them and they did that. And now now you're ready for a new one. It just rings hollow. And I think that that, that is the problem with uh, a lot of this stuff. And the Cubs, for whatever reason, they got no help. Nobody wants to bend over to do much to for, for the impact of that. How I mean, well, what, the politics what is were it? different. Is 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 the is Wrigley number one tourist destination and Navy Pier two? It's like one and two. And yet they didn't get any. And they got room. nothing. They got no help because there was a political climate that well and, resisted and, any kind of public financing for for Tom Ricketts building. And and it wasn't necessarily Tom Ricketts. They, it was just whoever it would be. They gave him some land. Right, they gave yeah. some of the land. There were around some there. concessions, but it wasn't what they asked for. Nothing near, and and you know they still built their own hotel, and they still, you know, bought up the buildings around there. I mean, it's it's it, they got it done, and I think that that that's kind of where the public is at with these things. It's a really hard sell to tell people that you know all we need is a billion dollars and. Man, you won't believe how great it's going to be. And I don't think it's going to be any different for the Bears, even though the Bears are Chicago's team, even though the Bears are more universally loved than any, you know, the White Sox, the Cubs, or really because everybody in Chicago loves the Bears. It's a, it's a public trust. It's a kind of a civic devotion. But I just don't think that it's going to change when you show up at the state legislature asking for money. This just not the time to do that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work for anyone. I don't I, think so. I really don't. And, and I think Regardless of who, what your name is or what your background is, we had the discussion yesterday, would it matter who uh, – is, is it personal? No, it's this not. Is, this is, though, happening with great speed, the 78 thing. I mean, this, this has been one of those um, kind of things that started out as a rumored idea. All of a sudden, here's the spot, here are the renderings. Now we're going to get some public money for it. It's and and you know you know one of the most ridiculous things anyone can say is no new taxes, no new taxes. <laughs> we're just taking all the old taxes. Read and my lips. Yeah, yeah. 
No new taxes. No new taxes. But all the old tax money, we want all of that. Yeah. And we want the future tax money to go right back and, into. And it's really not a matter of tax money that already exists. It's a matter of priorities. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of priorities. And the governor is going to be uh, showing his budget today, right? Aren't we going to hear yes, about today, the Yes, today, the state today? of the state, he's probably going to address that uh, obviously, the budget. I do wonder if any of this will come up. I doubt it, and no. I think if it doesn't, it will reflect what we're talking about. There are so many other things in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago to worry about than where Jerry Reinsdorf puts his baseball team. All right, we're going to bring in Mark Gannis next, and uh, he, of course, the president of Sports Corps, and he knows all about every building, has consulted on most of them, understands what it takes to build a stadium. We'll ask him about the 78 and the possibility and the amount of money that they're looking for, and is that realistic? Um, also, we want to talk to him about the Bears. You know, the, the the Arlington Heights thing, to me, that's where they're going. I don't know what they're doing and, on the lakefront. I, I, I really don't. I, I, want, not, I want him to interpret the, the latest in Arlington Heights and what happened uh, with the split and the decision Tuesday by the Cook County Board of Review. We'll run it by Mark next. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is not the appropriate time to talk. We're not going to give out interim bulletins. An appropriate time, everybody involved in the process will have something to say. And it'll be said. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That is the voice of the chairman. He's down in Springfield. He's looking for some money. They didn't lay out the financial plan. They just spent some time meeting with people and trying to sell the dream. Uh, we are delighted. Joining us now is Circus on the Circa Sports Illinois Hotline is Mark Gannis. Download the Circa Sports app today. Mark, of course, is the president, founder of Sports Corps, and a great friend of the program. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? Doing well. Good morning to you both. We're we're trying to figure out how to balance our kind of feelings for public funding of stadia with the idea that there's the race is on for whatever that money is that, that is sitting in a fund. And and you got Jerry Reinsdorf with the seventy eight, and you got the Bears, who I still believe will be in Arlington Heights in my heart. But they're talking about uh, building in the South parking lot, and it seems like there's a race to get those funds. 
Yeah, well, there's there there really are only so many dollars that can come out of uh, that existing hotel motel tax uh, that was passed originally to uh, create ISFA, the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority, and to keep the uh, White Sox in town uh, after they had signed to move to St. Petersburg. If you're if people who are old enough to remember that that bit of history. Uh, so they're so they're both going after the same source of money because it's a tax that is generally not paid by people in Chicago or Illinois. It's generally paid by visitors. You know, it's it's a really interesting point that you that you bring up um, that you know this 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 pull and push of uh, taxpayer dollars versus uh, you know building these these buildings. It has to be done, of course, responsibly. But the one thing I'll tell you is. How many times after the White Sox played, uh, you know, after the new stadium was built, how many times do you think people thought, well, they're, they're, you know, the hotel taxes are going to pay for this? I, very few. It was more, what does the stadium look like? How is it being, you know, how am I enjoying it with my family and my friends? Uh, is, it, is it in the right place? Is it, is it a good enough building? There comes a point where, they, people stop thinking about you know where the money came from and how important it is to the community, to the city, to the to the fans. This is not just Chicago. This is all over the country. There's always a a big a, a big battle as to whether there ought to be taxpayer dollars or not. And in some cases there are, in some cases there aren't. Uh, and where it should go and what it should look like and how it should work with the community and, and those kinds of things. But once those decisions are made and the building is up, it then becomes hopefully a point of pride, a place where people can enjoy a part of the mosaic of what makes a place like Chicago so great. So as important as these issues are today, and they are vitally important to deal with today and to deal with responsibly, once those decisions are made, most of the people don't think about them anymore. And it's, is this, was, is this a great building or not? Is it a place that adds to the city or not? And we stop thinking about the source of, of the cost of it. Just, just, a, just an observation for you from uh, being in this industry for decades. And I've seen it happen time and time again. It's a great observation, Mark. And certainly uh, your experience uh, says that it's an observation with the credibility. It's also, I think when you look at, Soldier Field and the renovation there. It, it is a beautiful uh, place for the Bears to play. It is on the lakefront, but there's also $384 million in principle that is still outstanding on the bonds from the renovation in 2003. So I think there's that element too that it can't be ignored. So I wonder when you talk about the Sox wanting to go to the 78 and the cost that Jerry Reinsdorf showed up in Springfield yesterday to. to begin the process of asking for as much as a billion dollars in subsidies. What made him confident? What makes him confident that he'll get it? Because that was the word used in the initial report. Why does Jerry Reinsdorf think that he's going to be able to pull this off? Is it because of what you just described? Once it's built, everyone will love it. Or does he know something? I, if, if you know Jerry Reinsdorf, you know that he plans and strategizes extraordinarily well. Think about this, fellas. The entire plan for the 78 was put forth, drawing site plans, location, deal with the owner of the land, related Midwest, a letter from the mayor and and Jerry, a public statement together, uh, a pitch book that then went to the state legislative leaders, and no one heard a word about it. 
This thing takes months, years, years to put together. And no one heard a word about it. Jerry did his work behind the scenes. So when he goes to Springfield, this is not the first time he's spoken to the legislators, guys. You know that. Whether it's he directly or, or through his, uh, his surrogates or through his lobbyists or through legislators that have been brought in on the inside, he is an extraordinarily intelligent man who is very plugged in to what makes Chicago tick, to what makes Illinois tick. Uh, so if, if, if he is expressing confidence, it's because he is confident. Uh, it's because he has done the, the groundwork, the homework that needs to be done to put something like this together before it was ever put out in the public for it to be picked apart. So that's, that's number one about, about, uh, about Jerry. Number two about the thing about Soldier Field, that, that's irresponsibility on the part of the city of Chicago. The fact that they kept refinancing debt that should by now have a, a much smaller amount left to be paid on the principal, that's like, that's like somebody buying a house and, and then every five years or so refinancing it so they never really have equity in the house, that they just keep pushing the can down the road. I've got to tell you, the, the, Chicago was incredibly irresponsible in how it handled the Soldier Field bonds. And, and you know, then you've got that $5 million a year payment that the city has got to uh, pay to uh, subsidize the, the, the bonds out of the Chicago uh, uh, share of the, of the local um, sales tax. And they've kept trying to push that can down the road also. So, uh, you know, with it, that's not the fault of either the White Sox or the Bears, for that matter. Those were public policy decisions made irresponsibly by our elected officials. The the um, the Bears, uh, conversely, you know, they're heading down there, um, I think, in a few months to talk to the legislator. Jerry kind of beat him to the punch. Um, they're also seeking the IFSA's assistance and whether it's Arlington Heights or the lakefront and they, um, they, they have had no, there's no conversation between these two entities. There's no, been no hint whatsoever about, uh, trying to, to somehow team up or somehow, uh, get some, uh, plan that would, so it's almost like they're at odds in terms of trying to get mm-hmm. to this money. Is this is this like an arms race? I mean, are we looking at like a race to the moon here, a race to the uh, the, you know, ISFA money? The, the that's a really great question, because that is absolutely the way it looks right now, but it ought not be the way it goes forward. At, at some point, I, it, it, it would make sense for the White Sox and the Bears to get together, figure out what makes sense that they can both live with. And go together to to Springfield to try and get uh, the the legislative approval uh, at at their earliest possible time. The reason I say that is because there are going to be legislators that are far more supportive of the White Sox. There are going to be legislators that are far more supportive of the Bears. Try and bring them together. That's the likeliest way that something significant will get passed for both. As for the location for for the Bears, the the lakefront is certainly idyllic, but it is also the lakefront. And in Chicago, that means something legally because of the lakefront protection ordinance. And friends of the park have already come out and said that they will oppose uh, a new Bear Stadium on the site that is south of Soldier Field. 
it wasn't that many years ago, if you guys remember, that George Lucas, the famous film producer, wanted to build, yeah, the the Lucas Museum. uh, And it was going to be over a billion dollar gift to Chicago and a museum on the museum campus. (laughs) And it was off and, and Friends of the Park fought it. And that project never got built and ultimately got built out in San Francisco rather than Chicago. So there, there, there are people who take the lakefront protection ordinance in very seriously and, and they feel any kind of encroachment is going to, it, it will lead to more down the road. So and no Mark, and Mark, that, that would indicate a partnership between the bears and the park district, right? They would, uh, there's no way they're just going to be given the South parking lot to build their they stadium. They won't be able to own their own stadium exactly. in Chicago. Exactly. Right. Now, it, it, look, in any event, the, 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 the bear should be looking to partner with a governmental entity, uh, whether it be with the park district, the city, McCormick Place, or ISFA. Whether, and, and, you know, remember, the, for, the, the I in ISFA stands for Illinois. It doesn't stand for Chicago. So is it possible that ISFA could be involved in Arlington Heights, mm-hmm. uh, that's certainly in the state of Illinois, and and the state legislature could expand the mandate of ISFA to include a stadium there. So these are all the kinds of discussions and realistic assessments that really need to take place and take place soon, because uh, Jerry is moving this train. Jerry Reinsdorf's train is moving very quickly, and if the Bears want to participate in it rather than just trying to either block it or go after their own diversion of that train. They need to get on board quickly. And I would say together with the, with the White Sox to develop what's best for both Chicago, Illinois, and these two teams and their fan bases going forward. But they better get on board together soon because this train has left the station already. Mark, help us interpret the latest when it comes to the Bears in Arlington Heights. On Tuesday, the Cook County Board of Review, according to this morning's Tribune, proposed cutting the property valuation down from $192 million that the Cook County Assessor said it was at to $138 million. Now, that's still probably not where the Bears want it, but it is a reduction. How do we interpret this latest news, and could that be the signal of the beginning of a compromise? They can appeal it, they can sue, but what do you think the Bears will do now? Well, they definitely should, should appeal it because they, regardless of whether they build a stadium there, they own the land, so it, 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 there is a cost. Uh, even even as vacant land, there is a cost to them. So they should definitely appeal it in if they need to go to court, do that as well. There's something that has occurred out there that is appears to be purely political. When Arlington Heights racetrack well, was, was operating, the amount of tax paid was 3 to $4 million a year. I've forgotten the exact number. They've, the, the assessor tried to get that number quintupled, quadrupled or quintupled when it was a vacant piece of land. That's, that's just not right. Uh, there's something, something that happened politically. And, you know, you can see something, you can see that in, in Cook County that, you know, trying to push it to the city. So therefore make it too expensive to go out to the suburbs. Uh, and, and frankly, this, the, the suburban tax bodies weren't being very helpful. There is something that can happen in state legislation where it can be that the property can be put into a governmental entity. And frankly, ISPA, White, uh, don't forget, guys, ISPA owns the uh, White Sox Stadium, and the amount of property tax paid by that stadium is, we all know, zero. So it might, it might be a pretty good idea for the taxing bodies 
in, in Arlington Heights to say, you know what, three or four million or five million a year is better than zero because if the, if the Bears go to do go uh, as part of state legislation and get ISPA to be involved with this and maybe own the building while they build it and operate it, uh, the Bears build it and operate it, that means it's owned by a governmental entity, which means the property tax would be zero and that would be under state legislation. So there's, there are a lot of moving pieces. I know I got into the weeds there, but mm. Arlington Heights taxing authorities and the assessor really need to, to get to get their act together and stop being so greedy about this. Just deal with it the way they dealt with it when Arlington Heights racetrack operated and everybody can 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 be very successful. So if you are projecting what happens and how quickly what happens and how quickly? Uh, hey, look, anybody who has who has uh, been around town and seen the way uh, Jerry Reinsdorf uh, uh, handles things has to think that he's focused on the spring legislative session, which only has a few months to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I did read, you know, some discussions about, you know, by the end of this year. Well, the the if if Jerry is successful this you know in the spring session, the fall may be a little late frankly, for the Bears. So move, you know, move a little more quickly. And it's not, you know, the Bears may have wanted to take more time, but that doesn't mean you have it. Yeah, you have the amount of time that you're, that, that, that you're given. So you might need to move a lot faster now than you wanted to because of, of the agenda of others. So I, I think they need to, to move quite quickly because it's so clear that Jerry is focused on the spring session. Great stuff, Mark. Really appreciate uh, all of your sanity amid this stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Great stuff. Always, guys. Always love talking to you, too. That is Mark Gannis. He's the president and founder of Sports Car. Always a great guest. Yeah, he knows really how to cut through the weeds and yes. kind of look for the right cues and how to read them. And I think that he said a lot of things that are definitely worth remembering when we're talking about it. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. If, if you know Jerry Reinsdorf, you know that he plans and strategizes extraordinarily well. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. And I, uh, I have a lot of uh, respect for Mark Gannis, and I think what he says is uh, is often very enlightening. I do wonder, however, about Jerry's trip to Springfield. I felt, and now we weren't a part of the informational process and what what the message was and what they wanted to get across. Mm-hmm. But it, it just it just looked a little weird. Optics were bad. I Optics think were rough during this pick six. I referred to it as clumsy. I think it was. They did not put their best foot forward if they're – but, again, it, it, it speaks to just how oblivious Jerry Reinsdorf can be or just how indifferent he is to the public perception. Doesn't care how he appears necessarily. Doesn't care about making a statement that makes people feel better about their quest to ask for a billion dollars in subsidies from the public, you know, for, for the taxpayers of, of Illinois. <laughs> I, I don't think he really cares what you think – about what he thinks. And it's arrogance, it's I, indifference, it's whatever it is, but it's Jerry Reinsdorf. It's on brand. Look, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not picking on anybody, but we talked about, <laughs> you know, throw a suit on, man, if you're going to see, I, I don't know, if you're going to seek money. If you're going to ask for a billion dollars, look like a million bucks. 
Yeah, there you is go. Is it that hard to ask? So yeah. I think, yeah, that's little thing. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, he wants to wear a leather jacket, wear a leather jacket. Whatever. No one cares. Who cares? But I'm just saying, it, you know, for if we're if we're like Jerry's the smartest guy, maybe he's maybe he's dressing down so you don't see him coming. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think but, it's that. But but I mean, it's awkward. Is he's he, moving he's, quick. He's and he's kind of diminishing that, the significance of of the moment where he does appear in Springfield in front of the legislature in, in specific legislators. And maybe Mark Gannis is right. He's done this before, but not with this kind of fanfare, not with this kind of attention focused on what they're going to do and how audacious the ask is. There's like 10 reporters sitting there waiting for him. Come on. You know? You know I just, mean, it was like a big deal. How hard is it to be professional? How hard what is it to be? What else you got to do? You're you covering the, the, you know, it's like the most boring thing in the world. Hey, Jerry's coming. Oh, well, yeah, let's well, check him out. You don't have to monitor spring training. Pedro's got that under control. Gets he's in charge. Don't worry about it. So, we won't talk baseball yet. Let's Here's, call him Gets. I, that's right. I don't want to get Gets. Because that just people will get confused. everybody. Sorry about that. Chris Gets. <laughs> Here's the one thing that Mark Gannis said, and you know how much we both respect him. Yes. I was a little surprised how he went straight to the, you know, once this is done, there will be a source of civic pride and people will be enjoying the park. And I'm paraphrasing and probably generalizing, but I do think that there was a suggestion that this is going to be so great that it's not going to be as big of a deal about who's paying for it and how much it costs. When, in fact, I do think that it does matter. Yeah, and I think it, it will matter. Yes. I don't think people forget that kind of stuff. No. I, I think what's interesting, though, is, you know, Jerry's moving at a different pace than the Bears are. The Bears have been kind of plodding along, doing their deal, ran into a problem, slowed it down, maybe using the lakefront as a little bit of a threat. When the reality is, I think they're going to wind up in Arlington Heights. But if they, if there, if there is a race for that money, they better get going. I mean, the idea that the that the Sox are going for the spring session, and you better not wait till the fall, is a really interesting one. I think it's a matter of priorities, not necessarily what we're talking about previously about what what the the state should pay for and what their priorities should be, but in terms of. The, the Sox are fixated on the 78. The Bears have entertained a lot of different municipalities and ideas and possibilities over the past year, and it hasn't been a priority to focus in on one or to zero in on Arlington Heights. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is a good point. They better start. Well, You better start being more clear or having a little bit more uh, a focus on one specific project because if you don't, you're playing a dangerous game here because you might run out of time in the South Lot, which I don't think is going to be as realistic as some people suggest. And you might not get what you want in Arlington Heights, but you might just have to settle for paying a lot more up front for what would be long-term gain. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised that I even feel that way about it, to be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm a little kind of um, – I just feel like they, the, that this thing's happening – you expected more from Kevin Warren in the I, first year? Totally. Yeah, I think so. I thought they'd be further along with yeah, this. Yeah, I did too. And, and I'm not sure why they're not. I, I, and I mean that sincerely. I just don't know well, why this isn't going faster. Could it be, and this would have been the, the other question I was going to ask Mark before we ran out of time, did they not anticipate the resistance from the school districts that the, they're dealing with now? The the difference in, in what the, the land is, is valued at, the assessment – 
did they fail to anticipate that? And is that too strong of a way to put it? Well, I think a lot of people want in on whatever it is that's going on. And I think a lot of people look at you putting up a, you know, a billion, two billion dollar building and they're like, hey, what's in it for us? That's a good start. Let's get our share. That, that got to put the roof on. There you go. So that's, that's another billion. There you so go. So we're talking about yeah. between three and four billion dollars. It was described in the Tribune this morning as a five billion dollar dome. Get out of here. Is yes. That right? So well, the price it's gonna keeps going to be state up. of the art, then, then here we go. Here we go. Let's get it going. All right. 312-644-6767. You're listening to Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.